Welcome back, Cloneheads, to another episode of Clone Soccer Chronicles, the podcast powered by Spidey-Dude.com and the Spidey Dude Radio Network. This is part four of five of our crossover event with Teenage Wasteland and Ultimate Spider-Man podcast. We'll be covering two more episodes of the Ultimate Spider-Man Ultimate Clone Saga story, and uh, we'll have John Wilson, Zach Henderson, and the entire Clone Saga cast back on to to talk about uh, some more Ultimate Clones and some various plot twists here and there. If you have any questions or thoughts or concerns, you have multiple ways of reaching us. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us at Clone Saga Cruny on Twitter. You've got 818-925-6631 is the voicemail line. Just remember to state exactly who you're leaving the voicemail for. Also, we've got our email is clonesagachronicles at gmail.com. So you've got various ways you can reach us. And if you like our website, be sure to swing by there. We've got three times a week content uh, on the website. We've got news, we've got reviews, we've got various features that are on the website, all of which our uh, our guys, our, our staff put together and do a lot of great hard work for. So with that, we'll move on to episode 48 of the Clone Saga Chronicles podcast, part four of our crossover for Ultimate Spider-Man and the Ultimate Spider-Man Clone Saga. Welcome back, clone heads or clone fans or non-clone fans or ultimate fans. I am Zach Joyner, and I'm joining me in this particular episode of Clone Saga Chronicles. It's a crossover with Zach Henderson. Hello, everyone. And John M. Wilson. Yes, that is I. Also joining us is part of the usual gang of Donovan Morgan Grant. Hola, muchachos. Gerard De La Tour II. Why did you, John? Why do you always use the M in your name? Because I think it's sexy. You're never John Wilson. You're always John M. Wilson. <laughs> it's like kind George. of pretentious. Actually, the, 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 the M is actually <laughs> silent. I always introduce myself as John Wilson. I don't pronounce the M. It's a silent M. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and Jason H. Of course. I can't believe it's not a clone. I know. <laughs> I can't believe it's not a clone. We would John. be joined by Josh Bertoni, but he got eaten by a clone last time, so he had to bail. Yeah, I wouldn't believe it. Uh, oh, I thought he was impaled by Doctor Octopus. Okay. No, I thought I thought it was a uh, Norman Osborn's Goblin Guider. It has a tendency to impale people. Something ultimate... horrible happened to him. Let's just leave it at that. I thought he's it was in better than the Ultimate Demon Goblin. He's in better of raping. <laughs> Rapage. He's he's nailing MJ and Ingwin at the same time. Why are they uh, transformed into monsters? Oh wow, that is so bad. Okay, so today <laughs> we're going to be talking about Ultimate Spider. Rape, apparently. <laughs> under under, under age rape, rape brought to you by Ultimate Rape is brought to you by the letter <laughs> by the, the letter, letter Q. <laughs> the letters S and U. Do 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 do. Ultimate Spider-Man issues 102-103, continuing on the Ultimate Clone Saga epic that by now might have been just getting a little bit too epic. So, 
taking us through the next issue, number 102, which was released on November 22nd, important day in history, 2006. It is, after all, the anniversary of Joshua Bertoni's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Josh. You eaten by a clone, sleeping with monster Gwen person. You started saying that. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, God. I'm going to be so ignorant and not know what they're talking about. It's going to be something really important, like, you know, some important revolutionary war battle that, like, yeah, one it, of the countries... Something important, like the, like the assassination of JFK or something like that. Yeah, I was in here thinking, like, oh, God. That's what, that's what it was, actually. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was the 22nd. Oops. And the next day... Okay, he was killed November 22nd, 1963. And November 23rd, 1963, was the airing of the very first episode of Doctor Who. Oh my god, Doctor Who killed JFK. <laughs> and there was so much uh, viewer audience distraction from that viewing because they were all watching the news about the JFK coverage that the BBC actually did something they hardly ever did in those days, which was rerun the episode the next week before episode two. So. Yep. Anyways. The JFK assassination in the Ultimate Universe happened by the uh, Red Skull, apparently. In the incredibly class, uh, incredibly classy Ultimate Avengers number four. Uh, it's a now classic. That's a classy. It's so classy. They show his oh, head exploding. It's, it's, it's not nearly as bad as Ultimate Avengers number five, you know, where we're going to gang rape a woman after we make her kill her husband, and then we're going to throw her baby out a window. <laughs> That actually was the same issue. So yeah, no, no, because that, that happened was, in issue five. That, that, then I was wrong. Then it was issue five. <laughs> Rape. Okay. So after that, after that dark intro, we want to go over some Spider-Man. So Zach, I think, has the story here. Okay, Ultimate Spider-Man <laughs> one hundred two, entitled "The Clone Saga Part Six. Parker is being taken into Shield custody, and Reed Richards is very against this. But then Spider-Woman shows up and kidnaps Peter Parker. The two hop on a bus. I mean, hop onto a bus for a ride. <laughs> yeah, they actually hop on a bus. <laughs> I had to clarify that, apparently, when I wrote this. Peter asks her who she is, and she takes off her, at her mask. Peter asks uh, the mystery Spider-Woman to take off her mask, and she obliges to reveal yes, that she does. Is giggity, giggity, goo. And she takes off the mask to reveal that she is Peter Parker, but a girl. Ew. My mind! My mind is blown! Oh, wait. She explains... Yeah, the possibilities. The possibilities. <laughs> we're, we're not going to be over with this. Okay, keep going, Zach. She explains that they are going to go find all the other clones. And then she tells about her, and with quotation marks, birth. A few months ago, she was made by Ben Riley for the CIA. She is Phase 5 of the project. She is given the name Jessica Drew and is to be a CIA agent. Ben Riley tells her that he and Doc Connors made carnage, and he is sad about it. And instead of going to jail, he was offered a deal to make Spider-Man clones. Peter yells at her about all this crap and asks where she got the costume. She was given the costume and introduced to Cassandra Webb, who was going to take away the Peter memories. But then there is an explosion. Again. Carnage has broke free and is causing chaos trying to escape. Carnage escapes, but also frees the clones while doing so. 
She then says she escaped and wanted to make sure MJ was okay. But she is kind of freaked out and ran into Peter in the warehouse. And she thinks one of the clones took MJ. And the two arrive at Oscorp and run inside. There is a big red monster trying to kill the Peter clone, who is Ultimate Kane. Spider-Woman webs and pulls the multiple-armed Spidey clone to safety. He wakes up and tells Peter that the two uh, clone is inject- has injected her with Oz. Peter calms down the MJ monster, and she turns back into MJ. He then punches Kane in the face and asks where he got the Oz, and Dr. Octopus walks in and says that he gave it to him. To be continued. Holy cow! It's Dr. Octopus! Bum, bum, bum! It's not Norman Osborn? <gasps> there, is, hey. there is there is precedent for this. I will explain. I have a question, have a question real quick. How did uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Woman know to go to Oscorp? Uh, Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman. Did Spider-Woman spy it out? Well, no, she oh. was from there, right? No. No I'm going to go with Spider Woman spied it out while we were doing everything else for the last three issues. But it's like not immediately accessible, so why would she be spying it out? Like it's, it's a pretty random place to go spying out, considering how out of the way it is. It's because there. Bendis is in love with Jessica Jones and has to make her awesome in every continuity That's she appears Je- in. Jessica Drew, not Jessica Jones. I think he likes Whatever. both of them. Well, yeah, he likes both of them, and with Luke Cage. And uh, she's going to get the name Julia Carpenter in uh, Ultimate uh, Mystery, but that's a whole other story. Um, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, she totally takes an alias. Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, alias? I see. Okay, so. And it all comes together. So, Ultimate Zach did the recap. Regular Zach, why don't we have your thoughts? Um, This actually is where it started picking up again. Um, I'm not going to refer to her as Ultimate Spider-Woman. I'm going to refer to her as Ultimate Scarlet Spider. Dun, dun, dun. You know sure. why? Slap on a hoodie on whore. her. Slap, slap a hoodie on her. And, and take away the long hair. Take, well, slap on the hoodie. <laughs> slap on the hoodie and take away the hippie hair and boom, you've got Scarlet Spider. She's a girl. How does she have hippie hair? <laughs> I don't know. So, in other words, you want us to take away her only defining characteristics at this point, and that makes her another character. Yeah. Despite the badge. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was, <laughs> I was not going to go there, but okay. But anyway, yes. I mean, um, so Ultimate Scarlet Spider, uh, kind of a nice conversation. Uh, pretty epic. Um, anybody that didn't think it was already a clone of Peter should be slapped. Um, okay. My question to the uh, to the panel, did anybody notice in the breakout scene who was trying to rent, who was trying to get everybody back into the rooms? Breakout scene. What is, I'm sorry, say again. After it everybody, was, after all the all four of the other clones, or they're all huddled together. It was one of the other clones. I want to say it was Tarantula, but I'm not sure. No, nope. oh, I thought it was a uh, Richard Parker. It's Richard Parker. I just now noticed that. Oh, boo diggity! I just now noticed that. Ooh. So, it's not. It's not even all that obvious. It's really yeah. not. 
No. That's very good storytelling. Here's a so. cookie. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of any other clone homages in this issue other than the ones we've already mentioned. Uh, I'm sure when we do the epilogue, I will probably go down through and mention them all again. So, um, yeah. Ultimate Dr. Octopus. I'm trying to make sure and verify this via Life of Riley, the uh, 35-part series that talks about the Clone Saga. Which I'm reading along with my reading of the Clone Saga. Very good, sir. And then as as you're reading that, then you're you know listening to Cl- uh, Clone Saga Chronicles after that. Right? Exactly. I'm getting the entire Clone Saga experience. There you go. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure that at one point there was an idea of him being uh, the character of Gaunt, which ended up being Mendelstrom, it possibly being um, Dr. Octopus. Of course, during the Clone Saga, it we also got Dr. Octopus' bro- neck broken. So there you go. Too bad it wasn't by Kane. It, it was by Kane. I was talking about it in the Ultimate Clone. Saga. I, I, but I don't, I don't think you like this Kane, this version of Kane. Did you? Did you do? Um, He's kind of a bitch. Okay, the, the the original. I mean, the original's better than this one. This one's this one's kind of, but this one's uh, vindictive of 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 its original um, selves. We meaning um, Peter Park. Peter Parker's a whining little bitch, and uh, the Ultimate Universe, <laughs> not really. Um, Kane really didn't do much other than kidnap Mary Jane. Pretty much all he did. Right. And inject her with red stuff. Yeah. Doesn't he kidnap her in the original Clone Saga, too? Uh, that was the whole point of uh, Mark of Kane. He took her down to the Ninja Turtles house when they weren't looking. I don't think I was on the board. For, I was on the panel for that issue. Oh, okay. Episode. Well, you should have been listening. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. Some of us have college, Zach. Oh damn! Really? <laughs> That's really cold. Man. Through the ball, through the volleyball right back at him. <laughs> wow, do your balls hurt now, Zach? I mean, he really, but just kind of aimed for you, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, I suddenly have this tension in my in my junk area. <laughs> like I just got kicked there. Um, I told you not to ruin my happy day. <laughs> I told you I'm warning. It was a warning. He's trying to happy give you just day. one more day, so you'll have a brand new day. Okay. Oh no! Oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> so they might have used Dr. Octopus then but they didn't yeah I'm pretty sure I'm going to check I'll check on that and I'll, I'll verify that as we go on but other than that I mean artwork's consistently good I'm going to give this a solid I'm going to give this a solid B plus okay um, I'm going to go ahead and go uh, just because I can um there are several things about this that I like, and the rest I don't really care about. Uh, I I like that Ultimate Spider Woman, Scarlet Spider Person is a female of Peter. You can make all the jokes about that that you want to, and because can. I know that it's ripe for joke fodder. I would make them myself. <laughs> but at the same time, I think it's a cool idea. Uh, I, it's, it's the same reason I'm a fan of X-23. I haven't read that many stories about her, but I just like the idea of a female clone and just the story fodder that is there. Um, I wish they would use it more. I'm, I'm, you know, She's sort of off the pages so much. She's just come back recently in the new books, but 
we haven't had much interaction between her and Peter besides, hi, hi, crisis, crisis. Okay, let's go take care of it. And um, Ben Riley's back from the void and gives us a whole lot of plot exposition, which is kind of, you know, kind of one of the problems with Bendis. He's just like, story, story, story. Here is your plot. Story, story, story. And, um, do, do, do. Madam Web. Does that ah, get a cheer yes. or a boo or a hiss? She, lo- she looks really cool in this issue, I think. Nah. She looks like she did in the reboot. Uh, okay. <laughs> she's wearing, like, Ruby Quartz, she's wearing, like, Ruby Quartz glasses. I don't remember Madam Web in this issue. She is in the flashback in the fa- uh, clone factory. Cassandra oh. Webb. Oh, okay. I have not read that many Madam Web stories. You're not missing so I, anything. I know that a lot of people are disenchanted with her. Um, I don't have anything against her. To me, she's still an intriguing character. Uh, so to just see her pop up here as, as a sort of little nod, um, I kind of like it. It sucks that she like dies two pages later. Um, Did she die or she just like, knock off her chair? It's also a reference to the 90s clone saga. I was under the impression that Carnage was killing everybody. I don't think she died. What do you mean, Matt Webb shows in the 90s clones on you? The last two episodes of Spider-Man the Animated Series. Oh, I thought you meant... Okay, okay, I, I know that. I thought you meant, like, the uh, comic books. Who is that exotic woman? So whenever <laughs> Carnage busts out, it says the Stacy experiment is loose. Which I think even reaffirms further that this started out as a Gwen Stacy thing and Carnage was tossed in for kicks. Now, the question that um, I actually got on my phone here from Josh a minute ago was, where would they have gotten the Gwen Stacy clone? They could have gotten her DNA from the school. <laughs> and granted, that's, fridge, and that's, that's, obviously, that's obviously fridge logic, and I'm filling in holes that they didn't explain, but that, that's what I would say. I mean, they probably had like some DNA left on her locker or something. Well, with, well with, here's the thing. dude, she was murdered. So I mean, eventually they would have taken like DNA samples or something. They would have they would have autopsied the body. Yeah, they, they, I mean, the police would have taken the body. Okay, so yeah, so we can say there are multiple opportunities unexplained on how they could have gotten her DNA. And especially considering that Ben Riley was involved with Carnage in the first place, the fact that there would have been a curiosity involved when they brought him in with the government. So I, oh. I could. Talk- I could totally see them, like, you know, covering all their bases by taking DNA samples from the victims and, you know, et cetera. Okay, that makes sense. Here's another thing. Because her father was was top, maybe uh, he had her prints on file, I don't know, just just for one reason or another. A blood sample on file? Yeah, why not? I mean, I have blood samples of my kids. Not really. Um, (laughs) For when you clone them. (laughs) Yeah, for when I clone them. I thought so you could like track them so if they run away that you you can you know chase them down and beat them. Oh, Jesus. Now um, we're beating kids too. This podcast is really dark. Uh, reading this I'm confused why black Spider Man had to be well, actually black and also furry. And I didn't really get it. like is he werewolf Spider Man? I know we talked about this last time. Okay, uh, he's the, sp- the only reason they included him in this was because he's a Spider-Man with six arms, and, oh, look, make him a tarantula. Well, let's make him different from that, everybody else, so we'll make him more spider I kind of thought it was supposed to be a, an homage to, or homage to Amazing Spider-Man 100. And both I, of those make sense, yeah. I think putting him in 100 was definitely an homage to 100. And then 
but, you know, once he takes off his mask, having him be a, a tarantula, that's kind of cool, too. I just didn't think about that when I read this. He looked like a werewolf. He, he does look like a werewolf. Yeah, he, like he kind of does. I'll give you that. And I, I was confused. Um, already being confused by the fact that Peter's talking to a chick of himself. Um, but, you know, in a happy way. How confusing is that? Um, so we get to Oscorp. We don't know why. Demo Goblin is attacking. Do I, Call her, like, Goblin MJ or something. Uh, Mary yeah. Jane more hair. The Mary Jane Goblin. I mean, she's definitely something goblinish. I just demo is the part that I have a problem with. She, like oh, she does have hair down there. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Sorry. Actually, if, if, you, if car- you look between her legs, there's a ton. The carpet matches the drapes. So, um. The carpet matches the house. Dr. Octopus showing up was not something I was expecting. And. Being all buddy buddy with Nick Fury and Reed Richards as it appears in that final panel is weird. So um, if I had known the Clone Saga before I read this, I probably would have been surprised even more because um, Octopus was not behind that Clone Saga. So, anyways, I'm going to give this. This was definitely a step up from last issue's Pornus, and so I'm going to give this. Um, I'm going to give it a B plus, but if you had a good attendance, I'll bump him up to an A minus. How sweet. And um, somebody start talking. Whoever wants to go next. All right, I'll go next. Okay, Don goes. Um, I like this issue. Uh, I found this one a little more entertaining than the last issue. Uh, I'm not sure what else I can add to that, but I, I, with how Zach, like Zach pointed out, it's really, really, really cool that you can see, quote unquote, Richard Parker in like the assemblage of the clones. That's that's pretty sneaky of them. Um, yes, uh, Jessica Drew, Scar Spider, Spider Woman, that chick who is Peter Parker, but not really. I, I you know, yeah. All, 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 all sex jokes aside, losers. I, I think it is a very, very, very interesting idea. I mean, like, if you're gonna optimize the clones like this is how you do it. You like, you turn it on its ear, and I think that like having Having her, because they're, you know, they're echoing the clone saga, so having, like, like, a clone, you know, be, like, the closest to Peter Parker. This, the, I thought that was a, that was, honestly, I thought it was a stroke of genius. Um, I find it funny that they, they gave her a costume. <laughs> like, it's a, a completely different costume, but whatever. And, um, the only thing, the only thing I have to say is, you know, how, how the, how the blue heck did they find Oscorp? But I'm sure there's an explanation for that, but just not one that's easily found. And, um, last thing I'll say is Dr. Octopus. Uh, it wasn't a shock, but it was it was, it was a small surprise. I was like, oh, Doc Ock, but uh, man, he, does he turn into a humongous dick in the next couple of issues, which is which is great. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a straight B. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Any other person? I'll, I'll go. Um, the, the, uh, before I get into the reviews or talking about this issue, I gotta talk about that ad that's inside the back cover. Oh my god. It has a, a Transformers Millennium Falcon that turns into Han Solo and Chewbacca. <laughs> Does anybody else have, have this ad in front of them? I don't, but I've seen that toy. I really like the Transformers line of crossovers with like comic books and Star Wars and stuff. What? Those make me happy. My this god. this is this is made a fail. This is <laughs> Transformers and Star Wars? No. 
Just no, this is awful. This is awful. <laughs> Han Solo turning into a Gundam? I don't think so. Funny <laughs> <laughs> that he has like a metal Han Solo face too. <laughs> is, is it Michael Jackson from uh, that, that, that Moonwalker, Moonwalker movie? Yeah, Moonwalker. Where he turns the jet at the end, right? <laughs> he, turns into a, he turns into a car, and then he turns into like a robot at the end, which makes absolutely no sense. And a jet, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That okay, one. I may have been crazy I, about the whole Michael Doc Jackson Oz thing. will not be played with anyone who's under who's over six. <laughs> oh. uh, I may have been crazy about the whole Doc Ock thing. I think I'm going nuts. <laughs> I've been sitting there and I've been, I've been going through and my eyes are starting to cross. You totally made it all up? No, I, I, I thought I heard it somewhere, but I guess I was wrong. I didn't want to listen to You shouldn't do cocaine before the recording. <laughs> anyway. anyway oh, are, we, shut are we not up. supposed to do cocaine before the recording? Cause I was, I was... <laughs> do we sound like we're on cocaine? Because we're all pretty muted. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Any- thing is... I- thing is in Detroit they just kind of dump cocaine straight into the water supply so we're always high over here <laughs> nice. and then when the streets are burning nice. uh, as far as the issue itself let me get into this. the reason I don't like this issue is because it totally gets hijacked by spider woman slash scarlet spider and the only reason that's really a problem is because they a they, they devote almost the entire middle of the issue to giving her an origin and all that stuff but I really, really hate in comic where they do this. They do this thing where they have like almost. You can almost read it in the pages. They're like, "Oh, this is going to be a good spinoff." All right, what we're going to do is we're going to give this character a pilot episode randomly in the middle of a story, and then spin them off, you know, into their own thing later. That's going to be awesome. I got that feeling reading this issue so badly. Like Even the Gar- like the uh, the Gary Seven episode of the original Star Trek. I don't even remember what the hell you're talking about because I haven't oh, seen it. So, so, never mind. Or, or like you know, whenever like an NCIS or a CSI show just randomly has an episode where they visit another city to, to c- interact with another crew that you just know is only there because they're gonna spin that other crew off into it like a, their. It's own like show. yeah, like on NCIS when they did the two part episode, um, two part legend episode with the guys from LA. They're like, oh yeah, we're definitely spinning this off. Exactly. It's just like that. Like they give Spider Woman like so much of a detailed origin, and like she, she's basically the focus of the entire issue. To the point where I'm just like, all right, if you want to do an Ultimate Spider Woman series, just do it. You don't actually have to just randomly make Spider Woman number zero happen in the middle of you know <laughs> Spider Man number one hundred two. I hate that a lot, but um, but but I guess that ultimately is kind of an unfounded premise anyway, because I guess she never really did get spun off into her own thing, but. Either way, it's still it's still a feeling that I had when I was reading it, and that's why we're that's I'm supposed to convey that idea. Um, another thing is that Ben Riley's appearance. I mean, I I don't know about how you guys felt when when he shows up, but I almost feel like he's just there to be there. Where it's just like, oh, we got to put Ben Riley in the Clone Saga, so let's put him in there because it, it it really feels out of place. And what, where we had what the role Ben Riley played in the Carnage arc. And the role Ben Riley plays here, it's essentially two different characters. It just happens to look like the same dude. I, I just got the feeling that it was just thrown in there just for the sake of having it there, rather than for any significant or, you know, reason. It even had to bend the established character histories to make it work, I guess. But, and then, other, other than that, I mean, 
the Ultimate Spider Woman, one of Peter's Clone Saga arc, nothing really shaped all that badly, but it was, it was a below average issue. I, I just I felt like it, it didn't belong here, and that's I guess the main problem. So I, I would give this about a. I'm a harsh guy. I think I'm end up giving this like a D kind of thing. It's it's not as bad as the next issue. Oh boy! And then Gerard got eaten by a clown. Rah! I'm just kidding. No, this is if if Josh was running this call, this is the point where he would hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hang up on people unless they piss me off. Um, Wait, you mean I haven't pissed you off? Making fun of your hair, calling you a sissy, talking about how if you like the, the X twenty three, you suck. None of that pissed you off. You didn't call me a sissy. Wow, you're really John, not sissy boy. John, well, straight. <laughs> okay, so um, who's left? Is it Jason's left? Jason, I'm waiting for yeah. you. Go. That, that's Thank interesting. You. Also, I don't. No, uh, for the most part, I like this issue. I, I did. I thought the stuff with uh, Jessica Drew was kind of interesting. It does bring in a couple of disturbing questions. And no, I'm not going to go where you think I'm going to go. But but you know, when I first read this, the one thing I couldn't help but thinking is, okay, if if because I kind of got the impression that Jessica Drew was really really concerned about Mary Jane. And if she's a clone of Peter, then she has the same feelings as, P- as Peter does, right? I thought you said you weren't going to go into this. No, no, no. I'm, no, it's not about sex. I'm just asking, does Jessica... Is, so does this make Jessica Drew a lesbian? Because if she's attracted to men, what does that say about Peter? You said you were going to go with sex! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? I think that once you give her a double dummy. X chromosome, that all those questions have to be asked differently. Uh, but the whole so, the know, idea um, I got was that, dude, the idea I got was that that was supposed to be what Cassandra Webb was there for. Like, she was supposed to, like, indoctrinate her basically and change her personality. <laughs> no, no, seriously. They were basically going to wipe her memory, right, of being Peter Parker, and then they were yeah, going to, like, you know. They were going to overlay. No, but they were going to overlay it with something else. I I, I mean, this is, gonna, this is kind of coming across a little weird, but I guess the point is. The only reason she would be attracted to women is because she has Peter's memories of being attracted to women, right? I guess that's that's sort of the idea. Sure, that, let's go with that. Well, I mean, she if, she would have Peter's memories of being attracted to women, but unless she's you know just happens to be one of the small percentage that's a lesbian, then she's going to be hormonically attracted to men. Like I said, this this brings up a lot of disturbing questions. Can I just say for the record that the whole clones remembering the things that they're you know master copy remembered is you know completely unrealistic and totally sci-fi comics clone stuff that i'm kind of tired of oh yeah, yes. yeah they, okay. they, they did it in the 70s live action show because like when peter when peter was cloned to clone evil bin i like to call him he basically like had he basically had like telepathy <laughs> it didn't make a lot of sense so so um you know i i like this issue for the most part it did have its problems and, and i i think uh a, a, Bendis' crush on Jessica Drew gets a little annoying. I'll give this a B. Okay. Can, can, I, can I say that it, it actually does raise a lot of interesting questions about like the whole genetics, which is like the nature versus nurture aspect of like people's personalities and orientation and everything? Because well, doesn't Jessica Drew go after Johnny Storm in the future? But yeah, and, shows, according, shows according, and according to Johnny Storm, they made out, but we never see it. So it could just be him, you know, trying to swing his balls around. I don't know, I'm, but yeah, you know, there's... His big flaming balls? 
Exactly. Oh. Great balls but... of fire! <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Okay. So are we ready to move on to the... Um, Zach Henderson? The five clones cover of issue yeah, 103? Zach, Zach Henderson hasn't given his thoughts, has he? He just covered the recap. Oh, Zach Henderson. Go ahead. Am I evil? Yeah, you didn't show it. Um, I like the issue. I kind of thought the Doctor Octopus thing was kind of out of nowhere. I really think it would have been played better if they'd used normal Osborn. But that's my opinion. So I'll give it a B. That's rather succinct. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Feel free to just, just like expand on that a little bit. <laughs> this is your show, right? Any other thoughts? Well, you guys covered it. <laughs> Okay, well then, um, who has 103? I do. Gerard. Take us through it. Alright, this is Ultimate Spider-Man number 103, which feels keeping score at home is part 7 of the Clone Saga, out of 8, plus an epilogue. It was written by Brian Michael Bendis, penciled by Mark Bagley, inked by Drew Hennessy, colored by Studio F, which is a change from the previous issues, lettered by Virtual Calligraphy's Corey Pettit, Production by Rich Ginter, Associate Editor John Barber, Editor Ralph Macchio, Editor-in-Chief Joe Quesada, and Publisher Dan Buckley. It also has a cover by Mark Bagley and Richard Eisenhoff, like all of the issues in this arc. We begin at Xavier School for Gifted Children, where Bendis finally remembers that Kitty Pride actually exists and should play a role in the story. She sees a TV <laughs> Exactly <laughs> my note. That's exactly what I had written down. <laughs> it, it, I almost felt like he just forgot. But anyway, Kitty sees a TV report about an incident occurring in Queens, and she sort of, you know, comes to the conclusion that it must be Peter. So she forcefully rallies the X-Men to help after getting into an argument with Professor Xavier about whether or not they should take action. Meanwhile, May is being wheeled into the emergency room. Sue Storm has kind of a hunch about Richard Parker based on the fact that he has no idea of, you know, uh, anything even remotely resembling medical science, considering he's supposed to be a doctor, which, you know, well, that's a little ruddy in and of itself. We'll discuss that. Um, so she commandeers some equipment a- after asking for permission, of course, because she's a goody two-shoes, and takes a sample of Richard's blood. Back at Oscorp, Peter is barely suppressing his blood rage for Doc Ock. I mean, he wants to take the guy's head off. So after a brief standoff, three-quarters of the Fantastic Four show up and start asking a bunch of questions. Peter hands Mary Jane off to him so they can go take care of her. And while he's doing that, Kane leaps up to defend her, and he's immediately smacked down by one of the spider slayers, which barely, barely almost insult, in, incites a sort of battle between everybody. But they manage to have more of a standoff after you know everybody's calmed down quickly. Okay. <clears throat> After more standing around, Doc Ock manages to pull rank on Fury and gloat over all the successes that he's had sort of behind Fury's back. Meanwhile, back at us, simultaneously we get sort of a a spread scene that's taking place both places at the same time. So bear with me, this is going to make a little sense. Back at at Oscorp in one section, hospital in the other section. We learn that in the least shocking reveal ever, Richard Parker is actually a clone of Peter that was genetically aged. Aren't you Please so glad? I don't believe it. Aren't you so glad you paid four bucks for that issue one hundred now? Um, back it up. Screw you. <laughs> at which end, Peter sort of barters with Fury, at saying, "All right, Fury, 
take your men and robots out of here. Give me a few minutes to just beat the crap out of Ock, and then I'll surrender. So Fury thinks about it for a couple of seconds, deals a little bit with arrogant Ock, and says, all right. So he, he and all his men leave. As soon as everybody takes off, the Wolfman Spider-Man, not to be confused, of course, with Wolfman Spider-Man, which is amazing, 182 to 204, leaps to attack first, but then Peter immediately follows him. Suddenly, the room becomes a mess of flying girders, pipes, other all sorts of crap, and that Wolfman Tarantula Spidey gets impaled on one of the pipes. He's dead. Poor bastard. Suddenly, all the metal pieces begin to form behind Ock's body into tentacles, and we suddenly see revealed everybody's about to have to fight Dr. Magneto Puss. (laughs) (laughs) The impaling is is a direct reference to... um... The Green Goblin getting impaled in the original books, which is an apex of the clone saga. Or, or, or it's a coincidence. I'm just saying. Can we go the uh, James Bond route and call him Magneto Octopussy? No. I, I, I like how my, uh, when, when this issue first came out, uh, a friend of mine described it as Magneto Light. <laughs> Magneto with a tentacle fetish. Exactly. Kind of does make sense, though. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I like this issue, and even I'm not going to defend this crap. No, 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 no. To quote, to quote Bertoni, no, 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 no. Actually, I'm going to go okay, with Zach John, on this. John, it, it, there's, let, let, there's a little let, bit of uh, sense. Let, let Gerard go first, because I want to hear this, because obviously he hated this shit. Gerard, rip it a new one. Let's see what you got. You, you think I dislike this issue? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll touch the Dr. Magneto puss thing last, okay? <laughs> I mean, let me get to my other minor problems first. Um, first of all, the issue is based around this sort of large Mexican-American clone standoff that's going on, and everybody's standing around for far too long. Like You're, you're just sitting there like, when's somebody going to punch somebody? When's somebody going to throw up? When's something going to happen? And they're all just sort of standing around, and Ock is being arrogant. Don't get me wrong, okay? Dr. Octopus is my favorite Spider-Man villain. In bo- I would say probably the ultimate version also. So the fact that you get a lot of Doc Ock being arrogant and being an, being an asshole is great. But it just drags so much. I mean, I understand this is Bendis, and so, you know, he's going to turn a, a three pages of actual development into a six-issue story arc, but damn. Then, that whole thing with Richard being a clone, I mean, I've discussed previously, I don't want to beat this, beat a dead horse, but come on. Like, who didn't see that coming at this point? I didn't. They, oh. When I was originally reading it, no, I didn't see it. I mean, between the tip-offs earlier in the arc and the whole fact that this is called the Clone Saga... And the guy, I mean, it, it was pretty obvious by the time they got to it that, that he was a clone. I'll say it was not a surprise by this point because of the tip-offs that we had had in the last issue. But I, was, I did not see it coming. Interesting. But, okay, Dr. Magneto, boys. Okay. First of all, at that, as, a, as far as twists go, it was pretty lousy. Because, I mean, he, he pulls together all of his tentacles. Out of, why does he make tentacles? If you have the power of, you know, magnetism like this guy is supposed to... All right, wait. Actually, that, that's not completely accurate. He says he can he can control metal. 
So it's not exactly magnetic fields, I guess. I guess the idea is that he has some sort of control over metallic objects. Right? Is, is that sort of what they're going for? I don't even know. Yes, that, yeah, that's sort of yeah, he, he has... He has it, it's because, Gerard, if you can control metal and you can make metal tentacles, that's a lot more sexually threatening. Oh, God. Especially to teenagers. I would say Stop. it's just threatening in general. Really? Yes. No, you did not just go there. Yes, I did. Jason. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, as far as whether or not this jives with previous issues, it doesn't, okay? Not even remotely. I mean, we've seen before, you know, Dr. Octopus having to rely on his tentacles to do things. If he supposedly had control of metal this whole time, there are plenty of opportunities in previous issues where that would have come up, and and it didn't. So this is only a contrivance solely because his, his tentacles were destroyed at the end of which arc was it? Hollywood? Where yes. where Nick Fury gets him and then destroys his tentacles. It's it's dumb, okay? Why do you have to turn one of Spider Man's most classic villains who has a long established history, even in this ultimate version, I mean, he's one of the villains who recurs probably more than any of the other ones. why do you have to do, turn him into some knockoff half assed version of Magneto? You don't. This Green Goblin was not available. But, but that's the point. He killed off Green Goblin. This is the same writer who wrote this whole thing. So it's not like he has any excuse of, well, I didn't like the previous what the previous writer did with this character, killing this guy off, switching this guy's powers. This is the same dude doing all when, this. When has continuity been Bendis' strong suit? Since he started in the book. And it's sad because... I mean, we pointed out in the first issue, there were so many callbacks to early issues of Ultimate Spider-Man with, you know, the the whole Scorpion clone reciting the things that the, the ring announcer was doing in Ultimate Spider-Man number three. And when he reveals to Aunt May who he is, which is a callback to Ultimate number 13, I'm, I'm mad. Like, this pissed, this pissed me off royally when I read it the first time. Because I love Doc Ock so much, they had to go and just muck up everything that was cool about him. Because what makes Doc Ock cool is that he's not a mutant. You know what I'm saying? What makes him cool is that his powers are all scientifically based, which sort of makes him more than Venom, I think, the antithetical mirror to Spider-Man. That's what was so great about all of my favorite Ditko villains, guys like uh, Doc Ock and the Vulture and the Scorpion. All these guys have technologically based powers that fit in sort of a, a science-y sort of world that Spider-Man exists in. This is just another step in bringing it towards more of an X-Men mysticism sort of idea, and I hate that a lot. But I've been going on for far too long about this now, so I want to hear somebody else's opinion. This is an absolute drop-in-the-bowl turd diarrhea doo-doo out-of-my-ass F. Wow, someone's been watching uh, Angry Video Game Nerd a lot lately. Because <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess it's... Uh, so you turn. didn't like it. I, I'm getting so angry. Like I don't want. I'm like trying my hardest not to like scream and like, you know, foam at the mouth. <laughs> you can foam at the mouth. It, it's it's okay. I'm sitting I'm here like sweating, <laughs> like in my room, <laughs> with like a pain popping out of my head, remembering how much I was angry when this issue came out. Where I was like, oh, they ruined it. Okay, okay uh, so Donovan, th- your turn. So just just to clarify, here's the Clone Saga. The rails are over there. <laughs> but that's not really even fair because I think the next two issues are pretty good. Okay. But 
<laughs> at this point, no. At this point, I was ready to get... I, the book had been going, in my opinion, downhill since the end of that Black Cat arc, but it was still at least readable, you know? This is about the point where I completely lost faith in Bendis' ability as a writer, which seems pretty damn harsh, but it makes sense in context. Okay, Don, you go. All right, put me in, coach. Okay. Uh, okay all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's let let's have a thing. Um, in terms of like everybody standing around and supposedly doing nothing, um, I guess it depends on your ability to how how, how the speed you read as a reader. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's a little too nitpicky to say nobody's doing anything when we're getting explanations and, you know, character bits. I mean, I can understand you want to see the action, but, you know, Peter's holding himself in, trying to kill this guy. Spider-Girl's trying to... The girl clone is trying to, you know... Don't you dare call her Spider-Girl. Yeah, whatever. Um... I don't know. Uh, like, I, I, are you serious? Like, like people, people are saying, you know, like, how is Doctor? Like, you see Doctor Octopus at the end of the issue. You want to know why? And I thought that, you know, they, they spent an adequate enough time explaining. You know, there's lots of dialogue. It wasn't just 50 panels of people staring at each other saying the same word over and over again. And you got you got Doctor Octopus at his most asshole assholeish. I thought that was good. I didn't see the the twist with uh, Richard Parker being a Peter Parker clone coming because. Oh, I don't know. I, I guess I was just engaged too much, or I guess I was an idiot. Pick, take your pick. Um, I don't know. It's like, like I, everything. <laughs> I, I don't want to slide on Gerard because it's, it's honestly, it's honestly cool beans. But uh, I just happened to like fall on the opposite side of the coin with him, with a lot of this stuff. Um, although I, got, I, I must say, after his his wonderful rant, he did explain that it doesn't really make any sense whatsoever that Dr. Octopus cannot control metal because not only not only A, why didn't he do this before, but B, I mean, we, we saw, even like, we saw him reacting to his powers back in like volume three of the series. It was always the tentacles, and if it was the tentacles, like, there's, there, there should be some precedence for this. It, it's, it's not just, this one out of all of them, even more than the marriage or anything, does seem like a, a twist thrown in there, just so, you know, Bendis can do his best M. Night Shyamalan impression, and you go, what's the twist? But I think that, when I, when I first read it, I was really shocked. But it wasn't until now that I really thought, this doesn't actually make a lot of sense. So I will I will absolutely give Gerard that. Um, I, I, I do really like Dr. Artists myself. He's actually, he actually is one of my favorite villains of all time, but not, not my all-time favorite villain. But at the same time, I, I, I got to appreciate the fact that it really isn't well thought out, <laughs> and it's not even well that well that, that well explained. So uh, that 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 has to take a, the thing down a bit. But still, I really dug this issue. I, I kind of felt bad. Am I the only one that felt bad that uh, Ultimate Tarantula died? I mean, like, I know I know it was no. just there for like one one little bit, but I I, I really like this costume. I thought it was cool. But uh, well, Jason says no, so I guess Jason speaks for everyone. I don't know. I, I, I'll give this a solid B plus. You're right. I do speak for everybody. You can speak now, Jason, if you like. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, I I didn't. I like this issue. I, I certainly don't have the you know psychotic raving mad hatred that that Gerard does for it. Uh. Although it's kind of hard to add anything to what he said. Uh. I, you know, I thought the majority of this issue was exposition. We probably should have had some action. I, one thing I agree with Don is I really like the way Doctor Octopus was portrayed in here. I mean, he's he's so freaking evil. Mm-hmm. The the one thing that I thought was okay, there are two things that I kind of that I thought were stupid. I agree with Gerard that the Magneto light 
was was kind of dumb. The other thing, it's like you know, Doctor Octopus, you know, turns out to be evil, and Nick Fury's like, "What? I can't believe this!" Like, really? You can't believe Doctor Octopus turned out to be evil? Really? You're surprised by this? You're kind of stupid. Uh, you know, it was it was it was it was okay. I'd give it a B minus. Okay. Um, seemed kind of stupid for Fury to be like, I can't believe he betrayed me. Right, because that has never happened <laughs> it's, before. It's Doctor Octopus. Right. He's not Otto anymore. Your friendly neighborhood, you know, scientist. He's a freak show. Even when he was just Otto, your friendly ni- neighborhood scientist, he was still a dick. Yeah, he was. He he was he was sick and twisted. We yeah. That was one of the things we picked up on the I'm just taking I mean, a sample. Yeah, just taking a sample. Just take that sample. For now, let's just... What the, what the hell are you doing, man? Just, oh, just taking a sample. Ah, oh, what is this? Ah. 